Hi, guys. Hi, Hi guys. <laughs> Hi. Killer Hangover Podcast. This is Beth. This is Bettina. <laughs> it's been a while since we've done this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's been We're a back. long while. Yes, we are back. Full force. Okay. It was, uh, we were not expecting to take a break. I really thought I was going to just power on through. No, no, it's, uh, you know, I think I could have powered on through if the kids were still in school, but it's summer break and I have all four kids 24 seven. So, uh, the little more difficult, but I'm surviving Hey, I think you're doing great. She's got a schedule. She's got her food scheduled. She's got activities right. scheduled for the kids. She's just like on top of everything. So one of my besties had a baby two weeks after me. And we've been texting back and forth because, you know, how are you doing? How are you doing? Checking in. Are you alive? <laughs> and I, she said it best. We are surviving, not thriving. <laughs> <laughs> totally agree. We are surviving, not oh, thriving, but that's honey. okay. That's okay. We're doing the best we can. <laughs> yeah. But every day is <laughs> a new achievement also. Yes, it is. I have a lot of people that have stepped up to, I have a lot of people that have stepped up to help mom being one of them that we're very thankful for, but yeah. Hi, how's everybody's summer going? What trips are you going on? <laughs> mom just got it, back from a trip. Yes. Yes, two. I mean, one trip, but we went to two different locations. And oh my gosh, I love Savannah. Love Savannah. First time there. Absolutely fell in love with it. So much so that our patron episode that's coming out next week is um, going to be a little section of Savannah. And then I'm going to do a bigger one whenever Beth covers Georgia. Oh, well, we should probably move that to the top of the list then. Or maybe <laughs> uh, Bizarities. That would be fun, too. Oh, that's coming up, too. I mean, this is episode it 137. Is. <sighs> Getting into the groove of things. I but know, but it feels good, doesn't it? I know. Doing the research and writing everything up. I was like, oh, I missed this. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you to everybody that's given us recommendations. We got a lot of emails. Yeah, we did. Messages. Thank you comments Mm -hmm. of ideas of cases or haunted places and that's kind of half the battle sometimes with this is finding something that interests you and keeps you intrigued to write something up I know that sounds terrible but yeah but sometimes that's half the battle you can only write about so many white ladies in the window (laughs) so many white people you can write about so many that's what I thought you were going with this no white ladies (laughs) in the window ladies dressed in white we're an all-inclusive podcast mom (laughs) oh boy (laughs) anyway so for episode 137 we are covering the state of new jersey new jersey that's right sorry i wrote mine up a while ago i wrote mine a long time (laughs) and i didn't have time to read through it so (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay. We'll just be learning along with you, I guess. I Um, think you will. I had the cocktail this week and I poured myself only a little bit of it. Just a little bit of it. I didn't pour the whole glass. And it did have a cucumber slice. 
I, well, I didn't hang it there. I had cut it to put it there. And then all of a sudden, all the cucumbers gone off the counter when my five-year-old ate them. So <laughs> I said, where did the so cucumber go? <laughs> I said, guys, I cut up a cucumber. Where did it go? And, and Nolan. Oh, I thought that was my snack. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's a healthy one. It is now. <laughs> hey, before no, we did have a garnish. Before we begin, I also would like to thank everybody for being so patient with us getting yes. back on. Um, yes. We really appreciate all the support that you guys have given us, even when we were down. <laughs> so um, down and I, out. Down and out. Yeah. Um, so I really appreciate you guys still supporting us, even though we weren't on air or whatever you call it. Um, so yeah, thank so you. I didn't even, we didn't even like give really an explanation. So, um, Evelyn was born on April 12th. She was nine pounds, 11 ounces. She was a big girl. We all joked about how big my tummy was. She was a big girl. Uh, so she was born C-section. Uh, it was my very first C-section. Uh, it was totally different than any of the others. And the healing process was a lot longer, I mean, it was, it was tough. So mom was staying with us, but then she even extended her stay to help out with the almost two-year-old. He's only 18 months when she was born. And then the older two are five and seven. So they can pretty much kind of fend for themselves a little bit, but they were still getting to and from school and to and from baseball and this and that and everything else. So uh, between my mom and my mother-in-law, I mean, again, surviving, not thriving, but oh, my light keeps going off. Um, I don't think it's plugged in or I have a ghost. <laughs> don't say that. I sleep down there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's why I, we thought we we're going to be able to bounce back. But recovery was a lot harder and a lot well, more difficult than uh, I anticipated. So why we had to take a little bit of a break. We had a backlog recorded up to a good point. But and I then- just wasn't ready yet and like I like mom said we wrote things up but getting a time to put ourselves together and record and <laughs> well put, I'll speak for myself sorry mom <laughs> no speak for me too <laughs> but she was too. here and we were like oh it'll be easy because you'll be here we can record yeah no as soon as the 18 month old would go down for a nap mom's like I need a break <laughs> and then at <laughs> night it's like we'd get all the kids down to bed by eight o'clock and Alex, mom and I look at each other. See ya. Good night. I'm Good headed night. down. Come on, Obi. Let's go. It is quite exhausting. So yeah, now I'm getting in the gist of things. Uh, Evie is almost two months old. So just crazy to think. So yeah, we're getting into the groove of life. So that's kind of the explanation. Um, but again, thank you so much for continuing excuse. to support us. <laughs> Yes, thank you. All right. Okay. What did you make for a drink? Cocktail. It has nothing to do with my story or anything else that I'm covering. It has to. Hey. I know I do this all the time. No, it does kind of. Um, it's called it's called the welcome back cocktail. <laughs> okay. Okay. It it goes. I, I thought that was kind of fitting. Okay, so the welcome back cocktail, I got it on the salty and mom, it's delicious. It's really going to be good for summertime. I Guys, I highly, highly recommend this. Like I said, I'm only drinking just a little bit because I am home with all the kids, but nice little afternoon cocktail. It, it might help. Who knows? <laughs> okay. 
So this made one serving, but it was a pretty good serving. So like I said, I just poured some of it in this and I don't even know if I'll drink all of it, Uh, but it's a gin cocktail. Now it's three slices of English cucumber, one small piece of green chili, uh, and then a sprig of cilantro. There's one and a half ounces of gin, a half ounce of freshly squeezed lime juice, and a half ounce of simple syrup. Num. Yes. And I had everything on hand because I just made a homemade batch of guacamole. And those that know me know I make the best guacamole ever. It is is absolutely (laughs) delicious. (laughs) So a lot of this stuff is in my guacamole. So I was like, oh, this is going to be, except for cucumber. That would be weird. Do you have um, to use English cucumber? No, I think you could use any kind of cucumber. Did you use any kind of cucumber? Okay. Or did what you is actually English cucumber? Because English. I just, uh, mine were from Costco and it's the little ones. I think those, I are, think the, those are, are they? I think they are. The little well, ones. it was just, it's just a little, I just buy the carton of the little ones it's perfect for snack or cut them up and give them to the kids obviously they love them I think those are the English ones the little I don't know the difference um so first you fill your cocktail glass with ice and then you muddle two slices of the cucumber cilantro and the sprig of cilantro the, the cilantro sprig and the chili pepper in a cocktail shaker you pour the ice from the glass into the cocktail shaker I don't know why I'm just reading their directions that's a lot of extra directions So in the cocktail shaker, you have the muddled (laughs) slices of cucumber, cilantro, and chili pepper, and then you put put an ice. Then you add the gin, lime juice, and simple syrup. Shake, 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 strain, and pour into the cocktail glass. And it's Mm. delicious. Delicious? What? what? Delicious. Delicious. Yeah, the other half of the glass I already (laughs) chucked upstairs. Delicious? What What did you you say? It's delicious. I don't know. I don't even know what I said. Didn't sound right coming out. So. <laughs> it wasn't. Oh so, my uh, gosh. Cheers, mama. Cheers. Yeah. I've got water. <laughs> it shows how on board I am here. Mm. Welcome back, cocktail. We're back. All right. We're back. We're back. We're back. And Beth's drinking. And we'll continue to drink because she's never having any more children. Yay. <laughs> oh. I love, love, love. Love the babies, but the newborn stage is great. I love it, but I like it when they get a little older. <laughs> they can hold their heads up and they have a little personality. Six and Six months is my, <laughs> from six months on. Yep. Yes. Mom? Yes? Let's learn together about this true crime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we will too. Okay. I- I'm curious to know how you feel after this after what I have to tell you. Oh, um, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, I know. But I am still, after all this time, I am still on the fence. Totally okay. do not know. So okay. I will lead in with that. This is regarding Tiffany Valiante. Um, all right. July 12th, 2015 is a day that Steve and Diane Villante will never forget. The date is imprinted on their minds and on their hearts. It is the day they lost their precious daughter, Tiffany. Tiffany was 18. She lived at home with her parents, Mays Landing, New Jersey. She was a top athlete, 
in high school. She played all kinds of sports. She graduated varsity letters in many sports, volleyball being her favorite. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She was, she was very athletic. She was built also very athletic, you know, didn't have any fat on her at all. (laughs) Very, very pretty young lady. Not saying, you know what I'm saying. She received a full, a full ride scholarship to attend. Digging yourself at home, mom. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry. She received a full ride scholarship to attend and play volleyball at New York Mercy College. That's how good she was. Her dream was to play volleyball in the U.S. Olympics. Wow. She planned to major in criminal justice. The family and friends described Tiffany as bright, energetic, smart, friendly, and hardworking. On the night of July 12th, which was four weeks after her own graduation from high school, she and her parents attended the graduation party of her cousin who lived right across the street from her. The street was lined with cars of the many attendees of the party. I'm mentioning this because what's going to come pretty soon, and no one witnessed anything. Tiffany left the party and headed home at nine with her parents following. So Tiffany had received a call as well as Tiffany's mother had received a call from Tiffany's friend. Tiffany's friend accused Tiffany of taking her credit card and stealing her credit card and using it. I know this story. I got it now. It's a good one. Sorry. Not a good one in like that way. Sorry. Golly. We're really digging ourselves holes here. (laughs) Gosh, darn it. Okay. So anyway, they rushed home. Tiffany's father went inside. Like, don't want anything to do with this. And Mm -hmm. Tiffany's friend was there in the driveway. Some reports say that her mother was there with her. Um, I'm not sure about that. But anyway, so the friend said Tiffany had her credit card and she had used it and that she wants it back. And Tiffany denied it and said, no, I don't have your credit card and I never used it, blah, blah, blah. So, of course, the friend left very angry. Yeah. And um, then Tiffany went to her car and her mother saw her sneak something into her back pocket. She again confronted Tiffany about the credit card. Tiffany then finally admitted, yes, I have her credit card. It's right here. I bought 60 or $80. The prices are kind of, I mean, the the prices go from $89 to $300 on what she spent. So Mm -hmm. there's no clear uh, money value. Anyway, um, she said she did use it, but that they always exchange credit cards. Whoever needed something, they, you know, that she had given her credit card to that friend before, and this is how they just did it. The mom said, well, you still need to apologize, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she went in to go get her husband. I'll give you the exact time here. I'm not following along. I'm just telling you the story. <laughs> I like it that way. Okay. Um she stepped in to get her husband. It took about a minute for them to step out. Tiffany was gone in that one minute that she went in. Tiffany yeah. was seen by a deer camera that was at the end of their drive. Mm-hmm. She was seen at 928. And then a minute later, the parents were seen at 929. So they were directly behind her. Right. And she was walking off the property. But poof. Yeah, she was she was not anywhere there near. 
I want to tell you what what she was wearing. It's going to be important later on. Tiffany was wearing a t-shirt. Mom said that it was blue because uh, the deer camera was just black and white, you know, mm-hmm. night vision. So you can't really see the colors. Um, the shorts were white. She was wearing a headband or sweatband that was white, a pair of Chanuk, yeah, Chanuk shoes. And mom stated that Tiffany had just bought those shoes and she absolutely loved them. It's a special brand of shoes. And some people say that that's what she spent the money on with the friend's credit card, but okay. we don't know. All right. Like I said, what she's, she was wearing comes into play later. Her parents began to search for her and more and more frantically calling her cell phone, which was not answered. Then they went to, you know, get their relatives were all at this graduation party. So they recruited relatives. Everybody was now looking for Tiffany up and down the street. I told you it was all lined with cars. No one had seen her. And there was absolutely no witness as to what direction she was headed. I mean, nobody had seen her. She left the party. That's all anyone saw her. Then it was around 11 o'clock. Tiffany's father found Tiffany's phone. It was lying in the grass at the end of their driveway, some five to eight feet off the road. I think it had been there the whole time that they were trying to call her. Hmm. And her friend, her friends are trying to call her. I believe even the friend who was missing the credit card was calling her frantically. I mean, you know, there were a lot of calls on this phone. And then the parents and the friends said, I like with anybody nowadays, I guess, Tiffany without her phone was not possible. No, that doesn't make sense with anybody. It was anybody. inconceivable. <laughs> you know? I want to say especially a teenager, but I mean, even me without my phone would be never. Would never even happen. me, <laughs> far from being teenager. <laughs> it is just, uh, well, that's our connection to the world. I mean, that's our connection. It's to sad, my- but yeah. <laughs> My connection to my kids, you know, so yeah, I have it with me all the time. Other members of the family joined the search. Her uncle, Michael, for reason he cannot explain, took a road near the railroad tracks. From a bridge, he could see flashing lights in the distance away on the tracks. Again, he could not explain, but he made his way to the lights. So... He was on a bridge overlooking the railroad tracks, as I just said, and he saw these flashing lights in the distance. Who knows what drives us to do certain things, but he yeah. got on, there's um there's a little access road that runs along the railroad and it is just rocks um, and litter. And, but that's sure. what the crew, the policemen and everything were on. So that's the road that he took also to go to where they were searching or where the police were. He was told that a female had been hit by a train. After mentioning that his niece was missing and describing six foot two inches, I mean, this girl was tall. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another reason. I mean, how can you miss this child? She was a very tall, strong, athletic girl. After describing her, police asked him to look at the body. It was Tiffany. And he was so grateful. It was him and not his brother, Steve, that I had to identify the body. It had been, well, 
I'm not going to go into detail, but it had been totally mutilated by the train on the train tracks. So how did he identify her? Um, there were some, some identifying, I, her face had been kind of smashed in. So that was, that was not, I think there was some jewelry on her that he identified. And then there was some marks or something on her that he, he knew it was her, maybe her hair. I, I, I'm sorry. I should have an answer for that. And I don't. I'm sorry that my light keeps turning on and off. It's very distracting. Sorry. So this is a quote from Michael, the uncle. He said, what I saw that night, no one should see that. Michael said in an interview in the Netflix Unsolved Mysteries episode, Mystery at Mile Marker 45. And I will be referring to that show often. That's where I saw this this, Mm -hmm. uh, case. Yeah. Tiffany had been struck by the train at 1107 her body connected with the bottom left of the front of the train and her body was dragged for a quarter mile until the train stopped yes this is a horrible ending to a very young vibrant life and a tremendous loss to her family but that's not the worst part of this story believe it or not by the following morning newspapers carried the story all quoting what the police had said Tiffany had committed suicide by diving in front of the train, traveling 80 miles an hour. I'll get into this, but just like that, they just jumped to that conclusion and put it in the papers. There was nothing that was looked into. The suicide conclusion was mostly based on what the senior student, the senior and the student engineer of eastbound train number 4693 said in their initially signed report the person dove in front of the train is what they both said but then six days later under oath the senior engineer retracted his statement and said that he was actually speaking to the conductor at the time of the incident with his back turned to the tracks so he He had not witnessed anything the student engineer also changed his story saying I didn't see anything until the train was on top of her. But then 10 days after that, his story changed again. I saw something when we were a half a mile away. Then I saw something a fourth a mile away. Then I saw a person jump out of the woods and onto the tracks. Okay. Louise Hausman, a retired medical examiner from the Atlantic County Medical Examiner's Office, took a look at the case. Now, she was examiner that was on the case okay she was just years later she was looking at the notes and the case itself okay you kind of glitched out so she was not she was not the the medical examiner that was assigned to the case okay she's retired and she wanted to look into this case got it so sorry i don't know why i glitched what the student engineer said didn't really track (laughs) sorry that was a really bad pun it was You didn't catch it, did you? I did catch it. I just caught it when I said it. It So the retired examiner took a look at the records on the black box. Remember, every moving Mm -hmm. vehicle has this black box. Well, trains and planes. I don't think cars do. It took four and a half seconds from the time the student hit the horn, struck Tiffany, and applied the brakes 
to the train going 80 miles an hour. Could he really have actually seen what happened? Could it have been possible that Tiffany's body was already on the tracks and the flying body parts, I know that's gross, but the flying body parts could have made him think there was someone running on the tracks. Hmm. But he pulled the brake regardless. Yes. So So he saw something something on the track. He saw something on the track. And in just like 40 seconds, he saw it, he hit the horn, he pulled on the brakes, and and then the train stopped all in 40 seconds. Mm -hmm. Well, slowly stopped. Can't stop a train right on. Okay, so here's the really troubling thing about the case. Did Tiffany commit suicide by train or had she been murdered? I will attempt to cover aspects on both sides of this unanswered question. And yes, it is still, I don't have an answer for you. Sorry. Okay. Number one, was it suicide? Tiffany was heading to a new chapter in her life within just a few months, which was very exciting. But to some people, change is a really hard concept to to do. I mean, to have it sink in. Okay. Change is hard for people. Tiffany had stolen and used her friend's credit card, but maybe she didn't want to face the consequences of that action. I'm just throwing things out. Okay. Yeah. Months before the credit card theft, Tiffany had stolen money from her parents' bank account, according to several sources. Unsolved Mysteries did not mention this. Uh, Earlier that year, Tiffany had come out as gay. She and her girlfriend had broken up shortly before Tiffany's death, but Tiffany had not acted devastated about the breakup and, in fact, had started dating someone else and seemed real happy in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Some of Tiffany's friends admitted Mm -hmm. to the police that Tiffany had been on a, quote, cutting phase. So she had cut herself for several months before her death. She suffered from depression, which she tried to hide. Tiffany's relationship with her parents, especially her mother, was not always good. Mother and daughter fought often. Some fights even ended in blows. Child service was called in at one time when bruises were seen on Tiffany. Mother and daughter agreed to attend counseling together, but from what I could gather, they didn't go to many sessions. Kind of a one and done type thing. Um, Tiffany and her mother fought about the stolen credit card right before Tiffany disappeared. Okay, railroad suicides are not common, but also not unheard of. In 2015, the year that Tiffany died, there were 358 incidents in the U.S. So 328 fatalities and 30 injuries. In one year? In the year, just that year, that Tiffany, 2015. Okay. Now, I did talk to a retired uh, railroad worker, <laughs> I guess you would put, um, and he um, he was a conductor and an engineer. And I asked him about this, and he said that um, he had not, fortunately, had an experience, but he said that many of his friends or co-workers had had unfortunately hit somebody um mm. and they were suicides they were people 
wanting to end their life. So it is not unheard of. Yeah. Um, a well, blood I mean, that number you gave is not a low number. Like that's no, it's one not. a year. Like that's yeah. Well, according to this source, it was At just least. that year, 2015, that there were 358 incidents. Just that. Or one I mean, year. one a day. I meant one a day. Sorry. <laughs> so I, I my I math mean, is great. Uh I think it's that light, that disco light you have going on. I know. In there. I'm sorry. I need to probably just unplug it. It's really driving me crazy too. A bloodhound was brought in four days after Tiffany's death to pick up her scent, which the hound did, from her house and up to the crash site. It took the bloodhound one hour and ten minutes to walk the 3.2-mile distance. If Tiffany entered a car, the scent would have been lost. So the, the scent tracked from the house to the railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. Was it murder? So now I'm going to confuse you. <laughs> Tiffany's family is convinced her death was murder, no suicide, and for good reason. Tiffany had an exciting future ahead of her. She had goals and could see herself reaching them. She had plans, not only for her future in college, but for the next day. Tiffany was very excited and looking forward to going to an amusement park with her friends. Tiffany would never go anywhere without her phone she was only wearing her sports bra and underwear and the torn remnants of her t-shirt at the time of her death where were her shorts headband and shoes this seemed to never be a question asked by investigators the t-shirt remains were not tested for dna and later were found thrown in a bag contaminated with mold so they can never test that t-shirt now i will have to put in here that um when i talked to the retired railroad engineer he said that um if a body is hit it is of course dragged and so it is not uncommon for that body to not be wearing clothes sure because they're all I mean, torn up um this is a huge but- machine traveling at 80 miles an hour I mean, but she was wearing her underwear, her sports bra, and a ripped up shirt. But also, when you hit somebody with a car, their shoes go flying off. Their shoes go flying off. And, who, and this you is know. something hitting them at a much faster pace in a much larger vehicle. So the shoes would go flying off. So they never found the shoes ever. Ah, wait. <laughs> Tiffany was scared. Sorry. Oh, okay. This is one thing that just Tiffany was scared to death of the dark. She always had been. She slept with a light on. She was okay. just terrified of the dark. Why would she walk on a rocky, isolated road along the tracks? There were absolutely no lights out there. It was pitch dark. Sure. Was that hmm. before or after The Walking Dead? Because I would not have been out there. I'm sorry. It was during. So this stretch of road was about four miles from her house. Of course, being raised in the area, she probably knew all the shortcuts to get there. Um, But still, that doesn't answer why she ended up at mile mile marker 40, 45. And again, pitch dark. 
Okay. Remember, she didn't have her phone. So there was no light. After mm-hmm. Tiffany's death, the family was still out looking for her clothes and shoes. Her mother, Diane, happened on Tiffany's shoes and headband three weeks after the death while walking on the side of a road searching. Now, she had searched this stretch before. So were they placed there, you know, in the very beginning or were they placed there three, you know, somewhere between the three weeks? Yeah. The area where she found the shoes was about one mile from the house. What was odd was that the shoes were side by side, a foot apart. Yeah, that's weird. Had they been placed or had Tiffany been knocked out of them? Her white headband was also found in the area. The items were never sent for analysis. Though she turned them in, they were never sent out. Picture this, there's a tree and these shoes are pointing towards the road, I guess. And they were just side by side. This girl did not get thrown out of her shoes. Okay. Yeah. And it was still, it was like a mile from the house, which means that it was about 1.75 miles from the mile marker. 45 where she had been hit. So that means, okay, if she, if she took these shoes off because what, who knows, and she took her headband off, she had to walk down that road in pitch dark to get to mile marker 45 barefoot. Now, remember when I described that road previously, it was made of rocks, trash, glass, um, it would have been really not hard something to... you'd want to be walking barefoot on. No. Yeah. At night. Now her feet, I saw pictures of her feet after, afterwards, they had no cuts on them. They had no marks on them. Okay. Just, hmm. I mean, you would think walking 1.7 miles in 1.75 miles, sorry, barefoot on this road would have caused scratches, blisters, or whatever on the sure. bottom of the feet. Yeah. Her feet were dirty, but nothing else. Also found was a light gray Wilkes University sweatshirt and a keychain next to her shoes and headband, which she, which her mother didn't recognize as belonging to her daughter. The keychain was a key tag for a rental car, a black Mercedes uh, GLK 250 model. Both items were given to the investigators who misplaced the keychain before they could investigate it. Hmm. Now, did they, did the sweatshirt and the key have anything to do with this? Well, we don't know, do we? Yeah. Okay. Tiffany's shorts were never found. Not around the crash site, not around where her shoes were. Her shorts have never been found. According to many sources, what was found at marker 45 was an axe with red markings. Little else is known of the axe because, guess, it's been lost. Oh, I was going to say they didn't run anything on it. 
It's been lost. They never did anything. Awesome. The leads Hmm. to this very shoddy police work done at the scene. This that leads, sorry, that leads to the very shoddy police work done at the scene. It has been pointed out on many sites that because this happened on the railroad, jurisdiction fell to the New Jersey Transit Police, who seemed to immediately jump to the conclusion of suicide. The scene well, was when not- were when were these items found? Like the axe and the sweater and the keychain and the shoes. They were the found the keychain and the shoes and were found three weeks later okay. by her mother. The axe was there on site. When they found the body. Okay. Okay. The scene was never taped off. Nothing con- collected at the scene was ever tested. There was never a full autopsy of the body. No rape kit was performed. No DNA testing. No organs examined. There was a tox test run though. And Tiffany had no alcohol or drugs in her system. From what Jerry, a detective we interviewed before for patreon what he said if you remember is you treat every scene like a homicide every scene yeah even though it it you never looks know. exactly like the guy shot himself or whatever you treat it as a homicide this did not happen in this case at all the opposite seems to be followed in this case. And now things are lost or so contaminated and compromised that testing is not possible on anything, Mm-mm. which the family paid to do five years after Tiffany's death. The scene would also lead to some questions. There was a large pool of blood on the side of the track. Could that be significant of the body having been placed on the track? The body also showed signs of this. The arms and legs, I'm going to be a little gruesome here, but the arms and legs were cut from the body by the train. Her hands and feet showed no signs of marks or injuries. Her head had also sustained terrible injuries, making her unrecognizable. But could some of that have been sustained before the train injuries? So what they're saying here is instead of jumping in front of the train, getting hit by the train she had been laid out and that's why her hands and feet had been severed because like somebody tied her to the tracks no they either killed her or knocked her out Um, and then just laid her on the put her on the tracks to hide everything on a very Mm -hmm. gruesome and horrible note the day after the death Michael and his son Michael the uncle and his son walked the length of the track around marker 45 which had not been searched by police. Um, They were looking for the missing clothes and jewelry that Tiffany could have been wearing. They did find one of the bracelets she had been wearing, which was given to Diane, her mother. But they also found bloody rubber gloves and other things discarded by EMS and not cleaned up, as well as a jawbone with teeth and other pieces of bone and flesh that belonged to Tiffany. For real? For real. Was this so, tested and proven to be hers? Yeah, it was it was hers. Oh I mean, my gosh. That was the day after, so the flesh hadn't really decomposed or you know, it was 
Well, like I know that it's the responsibility of like the family or whatever, the proprietor to clean up after a homicide, as horrible as that sounds. Like the police don't send out somebody to clean up, but they don't also leave body parts. Like, they they will get the, the body up and then the blood on the carpet or something needs to be cleaned. They won't do that. But like, that's crazy. They hadn't walked the tracks. And also the tracks belong to the New Jersey Transit. So yeah. they should have cleaned it up. I mean, well, at like least you get said, all the body parts. Yeah. Well, the bloody gloves and stuff. That oh no, that should been. never have been left. No. Okay, so what's happening in the case? In 2017, the case took the New Jersey, uh, the mother and father of the family took the New Jersey Transit to court. The transit agreed to open the records. The goal was to change to cause of death from suicide to undetermined. But during this, police, uh, by doing this, police could reopen the case and look into it. Okay. But then in 2018, the New Jersey state medical examiner decided to leave the death as a suicide, which it remains. So it cannot be reopened. Mm. Like I said, this is such a confusing case. I guess there's there are many in the May Landing, May's Landing community, as well as some of Tiffany's friends and classmates that think that suicide is exactly what happened. But then there are friends and definitely her family that are animate that Tiffany was killed. So what do you think? Hmm. You see why I'm on the fence? Yeah. I don't know. Like, a family would never want to believe no, I, that I, I, their child I agree. killed themselves. And yeah, like the next day, her friends are going to an amusement park and she's heading to college and she's in a new relationship. But we've all been teenagers. You're so in the moment, you know, like scared you, of the consequences of stealing. You that are living being found and yeah. in the moment that day. What just happened is your whole life. Right. And so. I don't know. I, I mean, but then you have like the question of like, why were her shoes taken off or so her shoes were found I'm trying to like visualize this so her shoes are found like a mile from where she would have been hit um uh 1.75 miles from where she would have been hit from where she from mile marker 45 where she was hit yes okay so they were found ahead of where she was hit or behind from where she was hit that ahead. Sense. ahead yeah okay like in between the house so, and the mile marker is where I the see. shoes were found but three weeks after so somebody could have easily somebody a homeless person them. or somebody out there walking homeless their person dog would have taken would have taken those shoes i know i'm just saying there. like or a home like somebody walking their dog could have found them and just placed them there you don't you don't know we don't know no we don't we don't know anything yeah we don't we don't know anything and again if she had walked that yeah. distance why weren't her feet cut up even if she mm. let's just say she knew a shortcut to that mile marker okay and she walked through the woods her feet would have still been 
cut up. Yeah, you'd assume so. Um, here's another interesting factoid. That train was not supposed to be running there at that time. So there was a train that was malfunctioning or something it was down and so this train um ran uh the route but it was off off the time that it should have been so mm -hmm. that train was not supposed to have run there at that time so it wasn't so, a scheduled thing i understand so here's the the thing though is if this was a murder why why like was it just some random person that's like oh here's a chick i'm just gonna murder her and then put her on or does she walk on to somebody doing something and then could have but we don't they... know whether she was sexually abused either true that was never tested so they really were just like oh she killed herself that's it done deal boom that's so sad and she's been cream and she was cremated, so mm -hmm. you cannot look at the body. Well, I don't have an answer for you, Mom. See? See I remember watching just... this on Netflix like a year ago. Um, and being bewildered by it. Then bamboozled, totally. Yeah. I would love to hear <sighs> listeners' thoughts on this. You know, I, yeah. I I'm just so <laughs> cute mom now i also uh, know that in the netflix thing it was it was it was great i mean it was done very well but again it was leaning you know what i mean well for the side of the family I'm yes sure they want to intrigue um, you too so, uh, I don't but know. There's a I lot... guess. Go ahead. I guess I am leaning more towards suicide. My opinion. Just she's living in the moment. It doesn't explain the shoes and the placement of those articles of stuff. But a murder doesn't add up to me either. I can just see her in the heated moment, just walking away really fast and just being frustrated or whatever. And last minute deciding but just because of the background of if she was harming herself um and in depressed states like that and you know as a teenager you're just so in the moment it's you so are but let me throw this at you the pool throw of it, blood, Mom. the pool of blood at the side of the track uh-huh okay so did she hurt herself with the axe and then pass out onto the tracks. Why would somebody hit themselves with an axe? I mean, that's Mom, just. But I, why would. Honestly. Maybe she just used it to cut herself. I don't know. I don't know how you would do that with an axe unless it was really, really sharp. Don't laugh. I'm trying to come up with theories. No, I know. But then and then why were her hands and feet severed? I mean, it's like, well, that that could have easily been done by the train, but you would have had to lay across the tracks to do that. And if you were doing that, then your face wouldn't have been bashed in, I don't think. And it was and she only yeah, on would have because if your hands were out. Your your head to your torso 
would have been oh my gosh your head to your knees if you're lying across the tracks but even if you jumped in front of the train why wouldn't your feet be separate i don't know mom i, I don't, don't know. know i know i'm i'm just tossing out things too and it's such like we're so into this but these are such gruesome visuals <laughs> but you have to look at them though because they they make you question the whole thing no sorry i thought i heard thought i heard finnegan yelling for me but it was not him <sighs> so please Mom listeners here. i would love to hear you know because really I, there's a lot out there on this case and it is so divided. It's so divided. Oh, let's do a poll. We'll do some kind of a poll. Yeah. You know how to do that. You put those out there. I am just very curious. Yeah, I do a poll and then it just doesn't make sense. Patreon, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The numbers don't <laughs> add up. They come back even. Imagine that. Uh, okay. Well, yes, please. I will post something on our socials. Want to know your opinion. Fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. Okay. What do you have? I don't remember. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I vaguely remember. All right. Okay. Sit back, grab your cocktail, beverage of choice. Water? <laughs> beverage of choice. This is your reminder to hydrate yourself. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to share with you some spooky legends and tales from a haunted road. It's been a while since we've covered a haunted road. It's been a road while since we've covered anything. <laughs> road and railroad. Oh, boy. I think I put too much gin in this, but that's okay. You can always put it in the fridge for tonight. One thing about recording during the day, like we have to, you know, right now, is mm -hmm. you can't drink. <laughs> Well, by the time we're done recording, Alex will be home. So those all worried that I'm watching my kids intoxicated. I think Alex is actually already home. I think I heard the garage. So we're all good. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> Being safe. I'm not driving anywhere. All I have to do after this is make dinner. So there you go. <laughs> Which is chaotic already in itself. And I'm usually pouring myself a glass of wine anyway while I do it. So I'm just ahead of the game today. <laughs> All right. So it's not just this road that's haunted. There are several areas off the road, around the road, you get it, that are haunted as well. And okay, I'll be honest with you. The names of these places on surrounding the road, yes. uh, it sounds like a fairy tale. Like not necessarily this like super spooky haunted place. It sounds like you're in fairy tale Shrek world or something. Um, there's Bear Swamp, Cat Hollow, Ghost Lake, uh, Fairy Hole, and the whole road runs along Jenny Jump State Forest. So oh, this sounds fun. It does <laughs> sound like a little magical place. <laughs> it does, right? Like fairy tale creatures live there. Now, the road itself doesn't uh, have such a friendly sounding name. The name of the road is Shades of Death Road. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> that is so weird. <laughs> it's like, no, like all literally, these magical it's called... little places, and then this 
this horrible name for <laughs> so it's called shades of death road like literally there are road signs that say that like it's not just somebody like we'll call it, it that but it's right. really called like hickory lane or whatever no like it's really legitimately called that and they've had to grease the signs poles because people were climbing and trying to get the signs oh sure the street sign down um so they greased to... the poles yeah that's what i read that like can the you people just that put live... a ladder can you just put a ladder up there if you really wanted it, I guess. But people that live there, can you imagine your address being nine six five seven shades of shades of death, shades of death road? <laughs> okay, so this road is six point seven miles long. Thank God it's not six point six miles long. <laughs> uh, it's in Warren County, New Jersey, and most of it off of the road is farmland and remember it's through jenny jump state park it's where it goes through jenny jump but there are people state. well there's a reason it's called that too and i'll i'll get to that uh that's oh. not so fairy tale jenny, jenny jumped okay oh exactly gosh. she did jenny jumped um but it's mostly farmland so there are people like i said that lived off of this and it runs just off of i-80 so why do they call it Shades of Death Road? Well, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> that's, what it, that's what my notes say. Uh, there are many stories and theories out there about why it's named this. So I'm going to go over a few of these theories. Okay. There are large old trees that line a lot of the road and it mm -hmm. create shade. shade. <laughs> uh, but shadows also so bandits would hide in the shadows of these trees um, these were bad men who hid there they waited and attacked their victims slashing their throats killing them and taking all they had are you talking road has like been there for a long time okay this isn't like a newer road you're talking about coaches and bandits attacking coaches uh yeah wow uh or just walking this road to get to mm -hmm. town people would walk this road uh, some say it's named from all the deaths that occur by motorists because there are curves to it. Mm -hmm. But that just seems so dark to me, like dark humor almost like oh, a lot of people have died there. Let's just name it Shades of Death. Yeah, yeah. Or wouldn't I, they I... call it like Twists of Death Road? Like I don't... Turns of Death Road. I don't I don't know. That's I'm just trying to make light. Doesn't make sense. Uh, back to the bandit story. Some say that along with that story, to take revenge against those bad guys, the locals would hang them from the limbs of the trees along the road to warn other bad guys from doing bad things. So that's why it was oh. called. Oh. Now that, they were that could... hung among the shades of the trees. I could see that. Um, now supposedly... In the 1920s and 30s, there were three brutal murders along the road. One was a robbery in which a man was hit over the head with a tire jack over some gold coins. A second in which a woman was be a woman beheaded her husband uh, and buried the head of the body on different sides of the street. <laughs> the head and the body. <laughs> the head and the body on different sides what? of the street. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got it. You get it. Okay. <laughs> you pick it up what I'm putting down because I, yeah, they're on two different sides of the street. <laughs> uh, and lastly, one in which a local resident, his name was Bill Cummins, was shot and buried in a mud pile. It was never solved. So, okay, so that's the road. That's why they think it's named that. I don't. I, there's a couple other reasons. Um, Cat Hollow or Cat Swamp, which is off the road. Um, it was named that because of a vicious pack of wild cats that lived there who frequently and lethally attacked travelers along the road. Oh, dear. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm just rereading my notes for the first well, time. In a while. No puss in boots there. <laughs> There's a pack of wild cats that would attack people, and so they named it Shades of Death Road. Meow. That's the theory. <laughs> I don't think wild cats meow, Mom. I think they have more of a roar to it, I would assume. Right? Are we talking kitty cats? Wild cat. Mom, wildcat. Like, like, like Willie the Wildcat in Manhattan, like, Kansas, a wildcat. Wow. Are you picturing thinking, like an orange feral. tabby cat that's like a feral cat? I was oh, thinking God. feral cats. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That makes the story way more Better. legitimate. Yeah. No, like that <laughs> seems way more realistic. You're right. <laughs> Now, there's also Bear Swamp off the road nearby. Not a bunch of teddy bears. I'm thinking like, you know, bears, mom. <laughs> uh, apparently in 1850, there was a lot of malaria carrying insects infesting the swamp out there. And so the high death rate because of the malaria caused them to change the name of the road from Shades Road to Shades of Death Road. What does that have to do with bears? Well, the swamp, the water there. Yeah. got that has i don't know what it has to do with bears but the the swamp there i know i got all that oh. but then it was like yeah i did too swamp. but i don't know why bears maybe there's a lot of bears there now i guess the malaria again nothing to do with bears why is it called bear swamp what they called it but i don't have in my notes why the malaria was so bad, though, in the area that they had to drain the swamp in 1884 to get the bugs away. Mm. Mm. Bugs and snakes and yeah. Yeah. Get all of that stuff away. That can go. Go. Be hold gone. On. Hold on. What? Oh, mom. Hold on. Sorry. I will be right back. I have a child that needs me in the restroom. That's fun. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, I'm back. I love being a mother. Okay. Five-year-olds are fun. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. What was I saying? There are no bears at Bear Swamp. And they drained the swamp. They drained the swamp. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. So along this road, people see hooded figures standing on the edge of the road. So now we're going to the haunting portion of the road. I got gotcha. you. Hooded, hooded figures. Hooded figures there. Now this could be haunting or this could be real. I don't know. There might just be yeah. grandpa out there in his hood standing by the side of the road. Or a know. cult. Yes. They will drive by and look in their rear view mirror and then no one is standing there. So grandpa hides. <laughs> no wanna? No one is standing there. It sounded like no wanna. Are you drinking or am I? I know I wish I was, but I'm not. <laughs> okay, so it's actually pretty spooky, but this story was told. Okay, so Jack Osborne had another paranormal show. He has one I've talked about before, but this one that he has is called Haunted Highway. Mm-hmm. And this was from, they covered Shades of Death on season two, episode five. And it was the episodes called Shades of Death, Bridge of Doom. And Ooh. so I guess they went to two different places. Okay. They interviewed. Okay. First, I'm just going to talk about the show really fast. I've never watched the show. I just saw that they covered Shades of Death. So I purchased the episode. Okay. Uh, I believe on Amazon or YouTube. It's on both. Yes, child. What can I help you with? Just put it on the floor in the laundry room. Love you. Goodbye. He was giving his Mario toys a bath in the sink, got water all over. Why he was giving his Mario a bath in the sink, you might be asking. He dropped him in the toilet. So this is why I mentioned before, I love being. (laughs) Okay. So he has towels and he's asking where to put them. And I told him in the laundry room. Hooded figures. Okay. Jack Osborne. Yes. Sorry. never watched the show i don't know much about the show except they cover haunted highways hence the name (laughs) yes uh do i recommend the show i don't know how realistic it is there was Mm. a lot of really crazy evidence so either wow this place is and again i don't know if every episode is this way right right so you've just seen this one right this place could really be this haunted that these things did occur at this place and so and he just captured them because this place is so haunted or if i were to watch more than one episode maybe i'd say that every episode is this dramatic and this crazy right stuff is captured everywhere so then it's like uh how realistic is it so that's my opinion the episode was entertaining I mean, it was very spooky. There were a lot of things. Uh, he has a female partner that is driving in the car with him. Mm-hmm. And I will say they have like cameras on the front dash, on the back dash, on top of the car, like rotating, like looking at everything on the road as they drive down this road. Mm-hmm. And they do capture what looks like a man standing I mean, very visually, very clearly a man standing in the shadows off the side of the road and when they drive by but then I then they like turn around and come back or I forget because I did watch it a long time ago they do go back and there's nobody there and they start to hear and you can very clearly see a man was standing there like head down looking down and like they Mm -hmm. look back and there's nobody there so then they start to hear noises of sounds like somebody's like running from them ahead of them. And so they drive down this side road and they get out of the car and they're like chasing down these sounds, which just sounds very horrible to me. Why would you want to do that? Um, and it leads them to this like abandoned barn and 
there's like a shadow figure that moves in front of the camera at this abandoned barn. So again, this really could be a real person. They go and they look and there's nobody in there. So it's all these things of like, you visually do see all this stuff. So how real is it? Mm. Is my question. Anyway, they do. uh, I mentioned that because I do. I'm going to. I mentioned all of that because there was a lot of things. I'm going to go over what they did capture. And they go over the legend themselves in the episode. They interviewed two locals. They went into this like sandwich shop or gas station or something. And were asking locals about the road and what they know about the road. And there mm-hmm. was a lot of really cool stories. A lot of them do mention that they see hooded figures. And they'll drive and they'll see a hooded figure like in front of them. And then when they look back in the rearview mirror, nobody's there. A lot of people mm. reported that. And that's. Maybe that's because the one that was told once and so now people love to retell it or they really did witness it. I don't know. But wow, you sound told. like me. I know. I think this fourth baby's be made me a skeptic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. We're switching places. Other legends of the road include a little boy and girl who are playing on the road near or under this bridge uh, that goes over the road in a small tunnel. Apparently they were hit and killed there. And okay, so when Jack and his partner drive under the bridge, mm-hmm. both of their cameras go off, like they turn off, which is weird, maybe because they are going under a bridge, I don't know, but they found that really weird. And what I found weird was that um, they go under the bridge and their cameras turn off. And so they get out, they fix their cameras, they turn around and they go back under the bridge. Camera goes out again. Not only that, as they're passing under it and they come out, their radio turns on in the car. Ooh. So it wasn't like it was on, it went off when they went under the bridge. Cause you know, like if you have serious radio it wasn't on. under a bridge, it always yeah. goes off. No, it was never on to begin with, but it turned on. Like, so I thought that was pretty creepy. Yeah. Uh, okay, people also report hearing the sound of laughter, children laughing in this area, and the sound of a ball bouncing. So, mm. could have could be them. Now, the story that Jack told on his show was that back in the day, on the site where the road sits, there was a large skirmish between local Native American tribes and the Dutch settlers. The settlers brutally killed the tribesmen, and because of this brutal killing, the land was cursed, and all this highway sits in the middle of that land that was cursed by the tribe. Uh. Now, this skirmish is factual. It really did happen, and this curse is really interesting because if the Native Americans did curse it, so there, I think I cover it later on, there's a lake that's right off of the road, and it's called they call it ghost lake um and people report that there's like a heavy mist on top of this lake no matter the temperature so if it's hot or it's cold whatever but this heavy fog will form over the lake and then these pillar formations of fog like literal pillars of mist will form over the lake as well and then they like glide across the lake so it literally oh that's cool There's pictures of it online it's really cool looking mom I'll have to find one for you or we can put it on our Hi, sweetheart. Did you clean Mario and you're just rubbing him on my shoulder? No, I didn't. Okay, go play with Mario. I'm. uh, We're about done. 
Okay. It is Mario on my shirt. Now you have Mario on your shirt, too. Yes, you are all Marioed out. Okay, Mario boy, I'll see you later. <laughs> He's rubbing his toys in my hair. Like, give him a bath. You should see the bubbles that were left behind. Okay, so these pillars that look like people start to form over this lake and then will glide across it. And again, this happened in, in the show I watched. They see, you can see these pillars like starting to form this like mist, these formations starting to form. It's crazy. But then they like don't talk about it. So I don't, I don't know. Well, because it's probably not supernatural. It's probably something that there's a scientific. scientific. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, yeah, we're not going to cover that. But to throw a kink in the story, the lake was created in the early 20th century when two wealthy local men dammed a creek that ran the narrow valley between houses they had just built so it wasn't the lake wasn't there during the skirmish so but the land was so again it could be something ghostly um the name ghost lake was given to the lake because of the odd formations that do Mm -hmm. happen on the lake pretty regularly so it was called ghost lake because of the formations makes sense interesting so Lights are also seen in the woods around the lake, orbs and whatnot, Mm -hmm. nearer to the lake. So there's this cliff where Jenny fell to her death or jumped Mm -hmm. from. Uh, She was being, she was a local Dutch settler who's being chased by some of the local tribesmen. And she jumped, hence Jenny Jump State Park. Well, right where she jumped is like a cliff with rocks she fell in a bunch of rocks and died there well there is this little cave area where all archaeologists Ugh. so if i haven't Scient- lost you guys already jenny jump jenny jumped <laughs> that's like a nursery rhyme gosh we should cover nursery rhymes and how they are really yes crazy. that's a good idea beth <laughs> oh gosh let's do it jenny jumped There's a cave where she jumped. Archaeologists looked into this cave in 1918. They found pottery pieces, flint, and broken arrowheads. Uh, They believed that the fairy hole, what they called it, was not often used. It was actually probably just a resting place for travelers as they came through or hunt, like for hunting and whatnot. But it's close proximity to the burial sites in the area. They... Some also think that like religious ceremonies were held inside this little cave and there was like etchings on it and stuff. Oh, okay. So that's fairy hole. But Jack Osborne and his partner, they investigated that area because remember they followed some guy into a barn and then they followed these noises down to the lake and then which led them then to fairy hole. So it's like everything would like led them to all these places. Oh, so, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> I um, see what you're saying. But it was really creepy in the uh, fairy hole. She was in there by herself and something does come in front of the camera. And again, is this real or is this just made for entertainment? Either way, it's pretty spooky. <laughs> Any of our stories, I guess you could say the same thing, right? <laughs> yes. Is it real or are we just entertaining you? <laughs> I don't know. We've had listeners send some stuff in that they've experienced. And I feel like if they're experiencing something, then it's real. I think so. 
I've experienced so, enough that I, that's why I, exactly. I'm fascinated with it. And I do think a lot of it's real. Is Jack Osborne show real? I don't know. <laughs> Watch it and let me know what you think. <laughs> that's always iffy, the TV stuff, you know. It is. Uh, yeah. So that is episode 137. I'm so sorry for all the different distractions. It's... We'll get it together. It won't always be this way. We, me, it's me. It's all me. I'm sorry. It's my apologies. Between the kids and mom brain of I keep hearing the baby crying or I keep hearing mom being called it happens the moment I step in the shower too I'll get in the shower and as soon as I step in I swear I hear her crying I'll get out real fast and she's totally passed out asleep your head mm-hmm. in many different places that kid I can't be quiet I set a timer on his pad so that obviously went off if you hear Hot Wheels out there driving around and cheering, it's Mario. Boy. Like I said, I can I can hear faintly. I can't hear it loud. Yes. <laughs> I took his pad away from him for he wasn't listening. And so I was like, okay, I'm taking your pad for the rest of the day. That's like a discipline for me. Because... <laughs> <laughs> You punish yourself. Oh, I was punishing myself by taking away his pad. My gosh. <laughs> and then my seven-year-old had this brilliant idea two days ago. Mom, this morning should be a no screen day. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a great idea, buddy. And I did. I agreed with it. We were outside most of the day. Like, oh my gosh, we get back inside and it's like, I am so tired. I was like, why don't you guys watch something while you eat your lunch? Mom, no screens, remember? <laughs> like, oh, oh my gosh. God, that's right. <laughs> Such a good idea in theory. <laughs> oh, so, uh, let's yeah. just break it during lunch, okay? Just <laughs> we'll just break it during lunch. We'll it be back on track. By that evening. It was broken that <laughs> evening after showers and mom needed a real break. Because he would even catch me if I was on my phone looking at a text or something. He's like, Mom, no screens. I was like, well, I mean, I have to communicate with your dad somehow. Complain about you to somebody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I love, love having them home. I really do. Sweetheart. It's it's crazy. But okay. So episode 138 will come out in two weeks. Back to our schedule. Patreon next week. Yep. Yep. Yes, and then Patreon, we're going to start getting you guys up and going again. Uh, Mom has some great ideas. I have some great ideas. Um, and we're getting closer and closer to that Bizarreties episode we love doing so much. So much. <laughs> so again, though, thank you for being patient with us and waiting on us and all the kind words I got for having baby Evelyn. She's great. Uh, anything else, Mom? No, except, you know, let us know what you think about that uh, episode. I, you know. No, what are you saying? True crime. <laughs> the true crime I covered. <laughs> Tiffany. Since we're both on the fence, tell us what you think. What's your opinion? I'll put out a poll on our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I'm going to try to get our TikTok going again. 
because I have to, we make these cocktails anyway. So why not record us making the cocktails and looking a total fool on TikTok? Unless the United States government bans it. <laughs> um, we're also... The Chinese uh, will learn how to make good drinks. Hey! <laughs> uh, what else are we on, Mom? Well, obviously, we're on the YouTube. If you're not watching us right now, that's on where the we are. YouTube. If you want to see us fuddling around, oh, I at least can please. edit the podcast version. The YouTube version is not as edit- editable. Mm. Edible? <laughs> Uh, on that note <laughs> bye <laughs> cheers mama cheers i love you kid <laughs>